Please note that the following podcast includes discussions of crimes and violence. It may contain graphic descriptions that could be disturbing to some listeners. The show also features talk about the consumption of cannabis, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's like in on top of this freakishly cold weather. It's the it's so dry. It is incredibly dry. Yeah, I would agree. We were in the dentist's office this morning, and it was there's chairs along their window. The chairs were frozen. It was crazy. Oh, it was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's so ridiculous. Oh man. Well, I mean, and it to, had to happen. And tomorrow's worse. Tomorrow's right? supposed to be worse. That's the bad part. As so, many concerns for our fellow peoples around us and animals and oh my gosh. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Yeah, for those who are listening who are not in Alberta, Canada right now, um, it's really freaking cold. It is currently, where are we sitting at? colder than a witch's tit <laughs> that's a possibility so it feels like minus 45 degrees celsius right now which is what fahrenheit uh no clue <laughs> hold on <laughs> they say 43 celsius to fahrenheit so 109 degrees that doesn't make any sense oh i did i forgot to put the minus oh my god i'm an idiot no you're not you're good i'm just high <laughs> oh it's minus 45 fahrenheit oh wow minus 43 okay. celsius is minus 45.4 fahrenheit degrees fahrenheit yeah yeah and tomorrow is supposed to be colder i do believe yeah yeah the buses are not running Ugh. and then saturday is supposed to be just as shitty as Friday. <laughs> just as cold. And then guess... by next week, it's like minus six. Yeah, it's back to <laughs> right? like shorts and t-shirt weather, guys. <laughs> it's going to be great. It'll be you're tropical. Gonna smell, you're going to smell so many barbecues going. It's oh, it, you're right. It's true. <laughs> uh, well, and this weekend, we're wanting to maybe move the ice fishing shack to get it in into the right position where we want it mm-hmm. for the big jig that's coming on next weekend oh yeah okay yeah so that that'll be cool that'll so, be fun so yeah. you're in the shack then instead of the tent well i'm bringing the tent too because oh okay we might have a few people come out as well so we'll see yeah that way there's room in multiple places for people yeah yeah nice okay. fishing party baby yeah so you're that's... all like 
40 feet apart though so you don't <laughs> see you know me shaking that shaking the ice <laughs> oh my god I don't even want to like when we were <laughs> there last time it was it was so bad I'm in the tent and like the guys are in the shack and you could hear people driving on the ice right but I mean they're staying close to shore because the ice was not thick enough further out in order to drive on so they're but you can still feel it especially the assholes that decide they need to whoom across the ice I'm like no, that creates a pressure wave underneath you. Oh, Everybody be... feels it's fucked up. <laughs> that freaks me right out. Uh-huh. I, oh, my God. Oh, I felt it. And I actually popped my head out of the ice shack to make sure nobody had fallen through. Because it was just like, holy shit, that was scary. And the sounds. <laughs> the cracking and stuff. The, the popping. It's <sighs> not just the cracking, but you can hear, like, popping coming up from the ice, the holes. No. No, <laughs> that's great. Oh, it's fine. After this, like little oh, it'll be fine. Happy of cold, I I would be more willing, definitely to yeah to, to go out there. <laughs> well, and the nice part too is because we're in a cold snap now. Yeah, it's gonna slowly warm up for next weekend, or like not slowly, but it's gonna warm up for next week, and the fish are gonna be fucking biting like crazy. Oh yeah, totally. Because they yeah. want the warmth from the. Yeah, hopefully the sun shines. Oh, <laughs> uh, even if it doesn't, it'll still be warmer out. So yeah, yeah. So that's that's the plan potentially. Sounds amazing. Yeah. What's that? What's that? This, Tell me more. MVP me more. MVP cookies by Black is that Sheep. With, is that with that stuff you CBG? No, this is normal weed. Uh, the CB. Those are those pearls. So the CBG and the CBN. Mm, okay yeah and the cbg okay. was really amazing i cleaned up productive. the entire office so productive <laughs> very i'd say because in four hours i had this thing cleaned and vacuumed from top to bottom so and that includes throwing out three big garbage bags of shit and another box of shit incredible good job girl yes so yeah there's room in here again which is nice cool room for some chairs perhaps uh, we'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure on that one or yet. A chair for you? <laughs> well, I have my one now. Oh, you finally you got one? A well, no, one. I did. I did not. No, no, I have not <laughs> bought a new chair for the studio. I'm just sitting on the other chair that isn't the broken one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So, the one you normally sit in when you come over. Mm -hmm. I'll just yes. sit on your ice fishing one next time. Little... It's, it's so little you'll be short <laughs> tiny drive on my chin on the table <laughs> pretty close right yeah <laughs> yeah okay so episode 48 yeah hey where where are we we're welcome to where where are we what oh we're that? getting high with true crime <laughs> i said that so lackluster so it's like oh yeah this one there <laughs> who are we again yeah and I'll say it with a little Linnea. more enthusiasm this time. <laughs> this is getting high with true crime, episode forty-eight. Everybody, <laughs> is that better? <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Linnea. <laughs> yeah, me, Linnea, as always, and Melissa making fun of me on the other side of Zoom. I love you so much. I know I love me too. Life wouldn't be the same without you. <laughs> well, definitely wouldn't be as awkward or weird. 
So. No, it's not. It's not awkward or weird. It's perfect. Did you did you move your screen? A Maybe. Bit? Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Just oh my as hair. I was moving, so I thought my eyes were being weird. <laughs> like when you're in a parked car and the car next to you starts moving and you think you're moving, so you slam on the brakes. <laughs> Do you know because, what I'm talking well, about? Yeah, because you have it in gear to like go reverse or something, and then you think you're rolling back. It's weird. Even when I don't have it in gear in the car next to me, <laughs> your peripherals, you're like. <laughs> I've also been in a vehicle that started rolling away on its own once when I was a child. Me too. The back Pro of the very back of the van. <laughs> I think one of my cousins actually might have put it in reverse and it was like a hilled parking lot. Mm. And we actually backed out into traffic. Oh. Yeah. Oh. We were in um we were in <clears throat> the, the terrorist van as we so lovingly called it. Which yeah. Anyway. Um, it was a, a like a five speed manual transmission, mm. and um, mom and dad went into the Safeway in Banff, and they parked it on the incline. And my two aunts from England, like elderly women, beautiful women, were in the van, and they left us all there. And all of a sudden, the van started moving, and I was in the very back, and I climbed across and through and over like a monkey faster than I've ever moved in my life, and I put my foot on the right pedal and managed to stop it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, there's five people in the van all screaming. <laughs> Nobody doing shit. They didn't know what to do. I'm like oh. a fucking spider monkey from the back seat. Just it's like parkour, parkour as you're yeah. jumping across the feet. Yes. I got the right pedal. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, it was it was a terrifying experience, but yeah, it's funny good, now. A good story, nonetheless. <laughs> funny now, yeah. Okay, Linnea, that was fun. Should we start the, the episode now? Sure. <laughs> okay. And go. actually, uh, this time I'm going to do a shout out to the new podcast, uh, Cryptids, Creeps, and Conspiracies. Uh, she sent us a little blurb so we can play that. Sweet. In our thing like we normally do uh, but yeah so show natasha some love she's got different podcast hosts guest hosting uh i'm in two of the episodes one one is already released the other one's coming out i think the end of this month so yeah so show her some love oh and then also Thanks. i should pop in and check our download count yeah because it's increased quite a bit seriously it it did since um cryptids creeps and conspiracies come out. So yeah, I noticed the pages are getting more yeah, um, traffic. A little bit more, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so to all those out there, if you want to join our Facebook group, it's Getting High with True Crime Podcast on mm -hmm. Facebook. Um be part of the group and you can post, share, whatever. It doesn't have to be crime related, doesn't have to be weed related, doesn't even have to be about the podcast at all. It can literally just be like, hey, this was the highlight of my fucking day. Bam. And mm -hmm. it's got to go through an approval process, but we just do that so we can weed out the stuff that's going to get us flagged by Facebook. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll generally hit accepted or approved or whatever. And yeah, absolutely. Then everybody can see it. So. So yeah, we're sitting at twenty one hundred and thirty six downloads. Ooh, so one hundred and thirty six more since the last time I think we talked. Yeah, which is only a week ago, and That's normally amazing. it takes longer than that to get there. So, 
Oops. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you guys so much for understanding and following our weird week to week. <laughs> There's days I listen back to the episode and I'm just like, oh my God, we're so bizarre. <laughs> we really are. But then I'm laughing because I hear some of the sh- funny stuff we say and I'm like, that's hilarious. And I was like, why didn't I remember I was going to say that? Oh, right. Because I was high as fuck. <laughs> so. There we go. That can go. Perfect. Okay, I'm ready. So episode 48. We're getting there. We're almost at our half uh, hundred. So that's cool. So this one is about Mike Williams, not the football player. This is, uh, this Mike Williams lived in Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I spelled Tallahassee like three times throughout my notes in three different ways. And I'm pretty sure none of them are right. <laughs> I don't even know how I wouldn't, I probably would have done the same thing. I'm looking now because I don't know either. <laughs> I, I, and oh, I, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, and I bet you there's some sort of rhyme for it too, but it's T A L L A H A S S E E. Okay, I did spell it right at least once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not at the not the first way I spelled it. Don't even don't even ask. So in 2000, Mike and D. So that's. That was a while ago, 24 years ago. In the uh, olden days. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> oh, oh, there's some kid on TikTok or some young girl, like she's got to be in her 20s. And she's like talking about, she's like, you know, in the olden days when they used to like clip <laughs> their bangs back like here and here, like with the two clips. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. That hurts. <laughs> I love the girl. Fucking excuse me. <laughs> what did you say? The olden times. <laughs> In the days of yore, back, you know, before why do gay? It's just like, oh boy. Ma'am, we'll talk about Y2K after. I still. Where were you when Y2K was supposed to happen? Like when it flipped over midnight. <laughs> Happy New Year. I was at my parents' house having a party with some friends. Oh, nice. I was mm-hmm. at home with my mom and my sister. I think my, I don't know, my sister might have gone to bed. But me and mom were still up. Mom mm-hmm. was in the kitchen. I was in the living room watching much music because you know what was dropping at midnight that year in 2000? Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys was the first video played on much music that New Year's. That's amazing. <laughs> and I still remember it because it was like, it was its first playing of it. Like it was finally being released. And mm-hmm. I was like losing my ever loving mind. Like I was squealing and crying and just like so happy and then like so into it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's weird the things you, you been, remember. <laughs> what, eight, 17? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't turn 18 till. Little that fall so yeah yeah so it's before i graduated yay i was just graduated now i'm gonna have to listen to that song in the olden (laughs) days yeah we're gonna have to okay okay action the episode (laughs) so yeah we only made it to the second word and we already went off on a side (laughs) quest (laughs) 
That's what I'm going to call these now. They're side quests. We need to do like some sort of D&D style episode where we can roll the dice and see what happens on the next part of the episode while you start to try to read the story. That does sound kind of brilliant. I think it would be fun. <laughs> I might have D&D to talk... murder mystery or something. I might have to I collab with Caleb or something if he will, mm-hmm. if he would. Because he understands the D&D world. I know, I know of it. I do not speak it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm just... I, I have the dice, but because they're pretty. <laughs> I only have one because we have a weed game that included one. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, well, because I have the blue and purple set. That's really pretty. And then I have oh. another set. It looks like it's splattered with blood. <laughs> That's the perfect set for the game. Exactly. Okay. But well, Okay, back to the episode. <laughs> Side quest number two. <laughs> Okay, so in 2000, Mike and Denise Williams are living in Tallahassee, Florida. They have a beautiful little daughter named Ainsley. And Mike is an avid outdoorsman enjoying hunting and fishing, but he always makes sure that his family comes first. Like Ainsley is his world. Like he lives and dies for that kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mike worshiped the ground Denise walked on. So his wife, he very much adored and loved her. Mm -hmm. Uh, He would do anything for her, even if that meant leaving work to pump gas for her, like in her car, because she didn't know how or couldn't. I have no idea. That wasn't clarified. (laughs) But yeah. Neither of those things tracks. She's just lazy. (laughs) Like, who doesn't know how to pump their own gas? They don't want to know how to pump their gas. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) So Denise uh, had an accounting degree and Mike was a very successful at uh, doing real estate appraisals. So he made that quite the lucrative deal for himself. So Friday, December 15th in 2000, uh, Mike prepares to celebrate his and Denise's sixth wedding anniversary. And they plan to have a weekend getaway, just the two of them. So I'm assuming one of their parents or somebody was watching Ainsley while they went Mm away. At least that was the plan. So the next morning, bright and early on December 16th, 2000, Mike got up extra early to head out to Lake Seminole. Uh, He was hoping to get uh, in some duck hunting before him and Denise headed off on their trip. So the plan was for Mike to be home by noon, so by lunchtime, uh, so they could have lots of time to pack and go on the trip. But noon, that so weirds me out when you do that. <laughs> she adjusted her screen again. And it's like my eye, I'll be looking at the paper and it's like I'm an iguana or whatever. And the one eye turns, chameleon, there you go. And the one eye turns to go look at it. <laughs> Mrs. What's her name? Crab, Crabapple? Crabo? What's her name? From On the Sing Sing movie. Oh, I don't know what her name is, but yeah. yeah. Side quest number three. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop it. That's fine. Um, yeah, so the, he would be hopefully back by then so they could go on a trip. Um, but noon came and went, and soon Denise grew concerned as it was not normal for Mike to be late. So Denise contacts Mike's friend, Damon, uh, as the two had gone hunting the week before, and she thought maybe there was a chance that they were hunting together again this time. Mm-hmm. So Damon informs her that Mike isn't with him, 
So degree, uh, Denise grows even more worried. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I mean, you'd be a little bit concerned. Especially as it sounds like he didn't really stray from, mm-hmm. like, the deadlines he set. So being late probably was not his jam. Uh, la, la, la. So Damon drove over and picked up Denise and her father, and the three headed to Lake Seminole about a 45-minute drive away. So the two are able to locate Mike's truck. So they find the truck, and I guess they don't just duck hunt from the shore. They duck hunt from a boat. So he has oh, the boat okay. trailer attached. To-do-to-do. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it was parked at a boat launch and not the usual spot where they would normally launch from if they hunted there. So... Uh, Damon and Mike had actually launched from a totally different area the week before. And apparently that was the more common area for them to launch from this, where they found the truck made no sense to anybody. Like it wasn't a spot he had ever launched from before. And it's not something he would normally do, obviously. Yeah. So Dame, his friend Damon found that kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Denise's dad contacted the authorities and soon officers from Florida wildlife conservation commission arrived uh, to help the three search the area. Okay. Yeah. So we're so, looking for him in like surrounding uh, area and water or surrounding area? Yeah, probably a surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get another friend of Mike, Brian Winchester, to join the search. So everyone starts combing the shores of the lake, looking for any sign of Mike. They were even able to talk to a few hunters uh, that were coming off the lake, but none of them recalled seeing Mike at all. Uh, And it's a decent-sized reservoir. Uh, I looked it up. It's 152 square kilometers, or for other people that don't think in kilometers, uh, 37,500 acres. So fairly large. That's a big space, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The search ends up being called off until the next morning due to the extremely cold temperatures so it's getting too cold for searchers Mm -hmm. for it to be safe so by the next morning uh the search efforts increased as mike uh had now been missing for 24 hours they there were more searchers searching and there was uh they even used helicopters and boats to try and see if they could find them partway into searching that day brian winchester and his dad managed to locate mike's boat in some reeds about 75 yards or 225 feet away from where uh, his truck had been located and it was just like oh. drift, drifting in there, just there. Uh, okay yeah found in mike's boat was his uh his bag of duck decoys his gun as well as the case he kept it in so yeah authorities suspect mike had may have fallen out of the boat on his way out onto the lake uh, before he had done any hunting because A, guns in the case yeah, and B, none of his duck decoys were deployed yet so he hadn't made it out to put he them He hadn't gone very far anyway <laughs> Yeah, okay. so mm-hmm. they thought it may be a possibility that Mike had hit something in the water causing him to fall overboard um, so a little bit the reason why that could have been a possibility um mm-hmm. was because lake seminole had was actually formed when they dammed up a couple rivers in the area and it ended up flooding out this old woodland area so there's like trees and stumps and 
like oh okay stuff. So yeah there's wreckage basically well not wreckage but hazards <laughs> what do you hazards. Call it? hazards there's wreckage yeah free <laughs> wreckage the bodies of trees free wreckage tree bodies there we go um and there's there's also alligators in there too so they're sad um but yeah so it was formed after they dammed up the area okay. so easy obstacles uh obstacles that are easy for a boat to hit if you're not being careful so suspicions began to happen where people were starting to think that maybe if mike had fallen over the side of the boat while wearing his hip waders it was a possibility they could have filled up with water and like prevented him from swimming back up to the surface Makes and sense. that he maybe he drowned so hip waders on though sorry yeah he did or but normally would he, he not would. like he'd have the sense to pull them off though some people just panic some people have a head on their shoulders in an emergency situation like i don't know much about him but i'm saying i'm thinking if he's like duck hunting and on the water a lot he might want to be comfortable to be able to swim in the water you'd think or, or do you, <laughs> people just well he probably didn't plan on actually having to swim right fair enough i know if i'm taking a boat i'm not planning on jumping in the water unless there's like even then i can't because side quest number four i don't like the feeling of having my being in a big lake out further out because i've had a fish bite my toe before oh no <laughs> dead <don't> serious like... <laughs> um, no. i think i screamed like i was being murdered he was like, I just want a little nipple. Probably the only reason why I didn't drown was because I had was wearing a life jacket. jacket. Yeah. Oh, and that was I think I was like 12 when that happened. So mm. yeah. A few moments later. <laughs> Sorry, I was reading a text. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, we're good. <laughs> oh, sweet, we're both zoning it's out. It's like, oh, look, it's shiny. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? Yeah, we're, we're only on page four. There's like 13 more pages to go. <laughs> Yay. So people were starting to suspect that maybe he had drowned. Um, Though this wasn't backed up by any evidence yet um in fact the fuel tank for the boat motor was still full so you would think that if mike had fallen out the motor would still be running because it wasn't a style that automatically shuts off shuts off okay and from what i could see it didn't look like it had like you know like one of the kill switches for like you know treadmills and shit some boats have those that's true yeah you saw a picture of the boat yes i'll look later yeah um where is it yeah there so the boat motor it, it, in theory it should have run until it ran out of fuel even right. if it was wedged up against something it'd still be going and if the prop's not into the water it's still it gonna go going, but it's not gonna go anywhere necessarily it would just drift still but just be like and yeah. somebody should have noticed that then too you would sooner. think you would mm -hmm. somebody would have noticed a boat just going along without anybody in it mm -hmm. and then they would have been like shit somebody fell out mm. so yeah so the motors would still be running and after that much time it should have used up all its fuel right 
so or been seen by someone <laughs> so that just seemed kind of off Mm -hmm. It didn't make any sense. So in the days leading up to Christmas, um, many groups were still out searching for Mike, uh, though by this time it wasn't so much them hoping to find him alive, but more so them hoping to recover his body. Mm -hmm. So Mike's wife was rapidly losing hope uh, in Mike being found alive. Uh, Mike's mother, on the other hand, still held belief that Mike could be found alive, and she she held on to that belief for years oh. so just prior to new year's a local fisherman comes across a man's baseball style hat within the search area the hat was shown to brian so one of mike's good friends mm -hmm. um and he said it looked very much like one of mike's hats but couldn't he couldn't be 100 percent sure so i mean the hat itself did not show any signs of having been in the water at all so Okay. stranger yet <clears throat> if it was his right yeah yeah if it was his so the only time that in theory that should have happened is if he lost it on shore before getting in the boat but then it would be near his truck mm -hmm. not where they found it or if he had been in the water somehow miraculously hadn't got any water on it when he fell in the water and managed to get out on shore somehow and then drop his hat and then just leave it there which is a weird thing for a person yeah. to do. <laughs> Other, otherwise, it made absolutely no sense, mm -hmm. right? So it's kind of kicking that theory of uh, he may have drowned right in the nuts. So, right. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, da -da. So the hat itself did not show any signs of having been in the water at all. And the thing that makes that seem weird is that in recent days before the hat's discovery, that same area had been thoroughly searched and the hat had not been seen. It just magically appeared. Oh, like it was like frisbeed in from somewhere. Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, the new theory starting to circulate due to lack of evidence regarding the hat having ever been in the water was that the possibility the mic may have been eaten by an alligator. I mean, it's a possibility. Maybe. How many alligators? Why would you? I wouldn't go hunting there. Oh my god! It's Florida. There's alligators everywhere. Wait, that's where Florida. Yeah. Okay. Shh. Melissa. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> the hat is sent off to be tested for Mike's DNA, um, but comes back negative for any of Mike's DNA, none whatsoever. So it wasn't his hat. If it was, he never wore it. Maybe. So <laughs> on February 10th, 2001, uh, Mike's search is called off. Uh, Denise decides to hold a memorial service. And according to people who went, it was a very emotional experience. Oh, fun. Yeah. A week and a half later, Mike's accident report is finally released, despite a lack of evidence suggesting an accident had even occurred. The report reflected this and showed that Mike was still missing, though. So, okay, so they deemed it an accident, but nobody, nobody, they couldn't find him. So, in June of two thousand one, another local fisherman happens to come across a pair of hip waders floating in the lake. Ooh. They were located within the area that the authorities suspected Mike may have drowned okay. or been eaten by an alligator. 
So the hip waders, though, did not show any wear or tear from the elephants or from alligators. So you'd think, you know how things are when they float in a lake for a while, they kind of get kind of scuzzy. Yeah. They show signs of being in an unfiltered water situation. For a long, well, quite a few months. Yeah, they would. Mm -hmm. They definitely would. Um, So, yeah. So it didn't show any signs of alligator activity. It didn't show any signs of being out in the elements for that long. They look as if they'd only been dropped in the lake recently. Okay. So once again, authorities go to Mike's friend, Brian, to get confirmation as to if these hip waders may have belonged to Mike or not. And once again, Brian says they look very similar to ones he had seen Mike wearing, but could not be 100% sure if they were Mike's. <laughs> it's like, why, did they, good why, did they, why did they even ask this guy anymore? <laughs> He's fucking useless. His best friend or something? Who? Where did he? I'm assuming they're really good friends. So, local driver Lamar English was called a uh, driver, diver, like snorkel to Betty, um, <laughs> was called upon to help search the lake bottom. Uh, shortly after entering the water in that search area, Lamar mm-hmm. located a camo jacket. And near the jacket, he also found a yellow flashlight. Once ashore, uh, the diver checks the jacket over, noting that it looks like it hasn't been in the water long. So it looked, and it didn't. There's video footage of okay. him doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really kind of interesting because you see him find the flashlight and he actually checks it underwater to see if it works and it still works. Come on. It's a waterproof flashlight. But like, I guess it depends how long. Okay. Oh, but they don't know if it's Mike's or not. I'm like, yeah. come on. How long has it been in the water for? Okay, never mind. Yeah. So... <laughs> the jazz so yeah that works um and once again brian says he's not sure okay we're at that oh yeah okay so once again brian uh oh i read that part oh i didn't read that part though oh my god i skipped a section (laughs) okay so before mr diver man shows up Mm -hmm. so they ask brian about the hip waiters he says yeah they look like they could be but i can't guarantee anything so when the waiters were tested for DNA results, um, uh, the results came back similar to the hat where no DNA at all was found. So nothing, no human DNA at all. Somebody wore them then, essentially. So they they would have been like brand new then, maybe. But or if, or had it, been in the water long enough. I was gonna say, is it that they've been in the water and any DNA that could have been would have been damaged? Like maybe how long that's. Did- that's a possibility like how long does dna stay on something that's floating around in the water i don't think it stays very long um i think there were more if it was like um a situation where he had been eaten by alligators because then there still might be pieces of flesh in them Mm. or something blood a foot something you know yeah true (laughs) yeah because i'm pretty sure it's not like mr alligator who sits there and sucks out the the marrow <laughs> the feet out of the bottom of the hip waders god damn it i missed the foot again mm. <laughs> it's the best part <laughs> oh, the little toes yeah no kidding right oh man okay. i'm so fucked up sorry <laughs> <laughs> so now local diver lamar english shows up to help search okay. 
So that's where shortly after entering the water, he finds the flashlight and the camo jacket. Um, so yeah, once on shore, the diver checks the jacket over, noting that it looks like it hadn't been in the water very long. And in one of the breast pockets, mm-hmm. he found Mike's hunting license. So it's actually got like Mike's info and his name I, and stuff. This is suspicious. Yeah, you know the best part? Mm-hmm. The license had not deteriorated at all. It was still really intact and in really good condition. So why was it in there all of a sudden? Hmm. Um, Mike's mother refused to believe that Mike could have drowned. Mm-hmm. Uh, she pushed for a criminal investigation to happen in regards to Mike's disappearance. And every day she campaigned for Mike's cause because mm-hmm. they're, they're still trying to pan it off. Like it was an accident and she's more than sure it wasn't. So in 2004, so a few years later, Mike's mother, Cheryl received a letter from an expert on alligators. And in the letter, the expert, uh, had claimed that during the colder months, which is when Mike went missing. Mm-hmm. Alligator metabolisms slow right down to the point where they just don't really eat. Like they're still out there doing their alligator things, but they're slower. They're not, the appetite isn't there. And basically this kind of renders them pretty much almost harmless. Easy to wrestle. I guess. I imagine they're still going to put up a fight. When they were going back to Florida in December. I want, yeah. to rest, I want to wrestle a sleepy alligator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> you could hear it now. It'd be on Joe Rogan. They'd be talking about it. They'd be like, did you see that video with the, with the blonde girl from Canada that wrestled an alligator? The sleepy alligator. <laughs> a sleepy alligator. Uh, sleepy alligator wrestling. Hey, that's a new thing, too. Yeah. Look out, world. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to do it sober, too, because, you know, weed's illegal there. So Right. Sober. (laughs) (laughs) So, after reading the letter, Cheryl is left with one conclusion. Mike had to have been murdered. There's In her head, there was no other way anything could have gone down. It might, somebody killed him. Well, it's super sus, all these little things that yeah, it's just off. Like nothing lines up at all. It's just like it's a Someone, dot to dot that looks like mm-hmm. it's been on an earthquake situation. It's on drugs. Yeah, it's on LSD, man. Uh, so Cheryl immediately takes the letter to authorities and presents them with her thoughts that Mike may have been murdered. Um, and the police and that they kind of they're kind of like, hey, yeah, that. That makes more sense. Like they're starting, yeah, <laughs> they're starting to figure. Hey, maybe there's a, this isn't crazy. It's a possibility this guy got offed. Um, so in order to reopen Mike's case, though, um, as a murder investigation, they would have to find enough evidence that showed foul play could have occurred, or mm-hmm. you know, have somebody confess. Mm-hmm. That would be the easiest. Um, this would be difficult as there wasn't even much evidence at all to begin with. And awesome. all of, all of its like I mean, because what? There's the hat. They found his truck and boat trailer. They found the boat, his hip waders, and his jacket. Did they ever check the truck for? Well, I'm assuming they would have checked the truck and stuff. But I guess anybody who was any of his friends could have been in that vehicle in his circle or his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because unfortunately with dna or and and or fingerprints like you can't necessarily and when i dna i mean like touch dna in this situation you it doesn't give you a time frame it just Mm. tells you yes or no as to whether or not somebody is there Mm -hmm. so i mean it would be really wicked cool if they could ever advanced technology enough to know when that fingerprint was placed there because i'm sure that would really help out a lot of um cases to both nail people and get them in jail and then also get some of those innocent people out of jail Mm -hmm. so yeah so uh police pour over mike's files um this also included things like his life insurance policies because, you know, it's mm-hmm. always a place to check. Uh, they discovered that his wife, Denise, had inquired about his life insurance policies while the search of Mike was still going. So that seems a little weird. Well, although, wouldn't that be one phone call you would want to make if your spouse was missing and you needed to like know like what your options were? Like, I have a mortgage payment, I have a car payment, and, like, that's the only source of income, or, like... I honestly think I would probably wait until I knew more, or more time had gone by. Like, I would, I would, like, I would probably borrow money from loved ones first, before going for a life insurance policy. Plus, Justin can't get life insurance, so I'm never gonna murder him, because it won't be for money. (laughs) So you heard it here first. I will never murder Justin. I have no reason to. Because <laughs> I love that weirdo too much. So I love my weirdo too. I get it. Yeah. So did I flip the page? Yes, I did. So um, so that was a little weird. And also, normally in Florida, someone has to be missing for about five years before they can be legally declared as deceased. Um and a life insurance payout can occur then finally. Okay. But somehow Denise was able to get a judge uh, to sign off on a presumptive death certificate. So it's not a, an official death certificate because they don't have a body. They don't have a time of death. They just presume that he's dead. That more than likely he will never be found alive. Wow. So and with that certificate... So that was signed on July 29th, 2001. Uh, The judge had determined that there was enough evidence to maybe suspect he was never coming back because he was dead. So, Mm -hmm. and to the insurance companies, that's all they need is just that presumptive one. They don't need an official death certificate. Mm -hmm. You want to take a random guess as to how much Mr. Mike was worth? Um... Like higher or lower guess. <laughs> Let's go uh prices right rules. And uh mm. we'll say it's a it, it's a decent amount of change. Oh, like a million bucks? A little higher. Oh what? One point five well actually in the paper I think it was like one point one million seven hundred fifty thousand. Wow. So almost two mil. That's pretty decent. Uh, so, of course, authorities uh, began looking into Mike's insurance policies. And do you want to guess who sold Mike and Denise the policy? Ricky? 
You don't remember their names, do you? <laughs> Good old Brian. What's his nuts? Winchester. There you go. Wait, his best friend sold him his insurance policy? Yep. That his wife got? Well, look, she paid. was named as she a beneficiary. Got she got yeah. paid out on? Yeah. Huh. This doesn't sound weird at all, does it? More and more not goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another detail that police noticed was that the insurance policy was sold to Mike only six months prior to his disappearance. Uh, shortly after uh, police did discover these details about the insurance policy, they also learned that Brian and Denise are now engaged. Oh, fuck off. Come on, you two. You ought to wait longer than six months. I mean, at this point, you might as well have a neon sign with an arrow pointing at you two idiots going, yeah, we fucking did it. <laughs> oh, my God. But the thing is, though, I mean, this this raid to anybody who's a true crime person that like just listens and watches a lot of true crime. This is a major red flag. Like, yeah. Like I just said, they fucking did it, right? Um, but according to those close to the couple, Brian's dis- uh, no, I put the wrong name. Mike's disappearance had brought the two together. <laughs> yeah, I bet it you know, did. It's like one of those Hallmark love stories. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. I just got this big inheritance. <laughs> yeah, but instead of like the main character's husband dying of some tragic ac- farm accident, it was because she murdered him (laughs) so uh police were more suspicious obviously um so they began to wonder if the two had been having an affair prior to mike's disappearance and whether they had any involvement in that disappearance in order to collect the insurance money like i mean if you're going to do that not that i condone doing that it's probably best to wait a couple years (laughs) not one we're talking multiples because then maybe by then people will think it's more of a coincidence that you two hooked up. Oh my god. Well, that in only six months since they like yeah. got his life. No, no, since yeah, since well, it was like ridiculous. <sighs> so uh police bring in the couple to be interviewed. Um, when Denise shows up for her interview, she is already lawyered up. I mean, <laughs> not that that's an admission of guilt. Because it's not. It's that's the signs no, of a smart person. Somebody who because even if you didn't do it, when you get interviewed by police, you should probably still have your lawyer present to make sure that your rights are not being infringed upon. Mm, that's true. Unless you are like read up on that shit because you're a hardcore <laughs> criminal. Yeah, that's true. But either way, you're gonna be interviewed by police, especially if you're possibly under suspicion of murder probably best to have a lawyer do i need a lawyer (laughs) i don't know do you (laughs) yeah so i guess every time every time they would go to ask her a question she would not answer anything and her lawyer would just object to the question like just Mm -hmm. be like nah we ain't answering that so um so yeah she doesn't really provide them with any answers to any of their questions of course yeah so brian's interview is very different though um he answers all of the police questions oh, didn't bring a lawyer 
Uh, and when asked where he had been the day Mike went missing, Brian claimed he had just been around his house until about three o'clock in the afternoon when he went to his now ex-wife's family Christmas gathering. Uh, he even provided information about the vehicle they took there uh, to get to this get together. Oh, that's so good of him. Yeah, it, that's kind of like oversharing, mm -hmm. which is usually a, a sign of guiltiness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you don't need to tell every freaking detail about things that don't matter to the question you were just asked. And then we, um, and then we, um, and then we, um, at that and then right we, there. Drove, we took the Suburban to the thingy and, you know, it has four tires and there's five things on each one and it has <laughs> yeah. little dick, like, bow stem covers. And... It has little... <laughs> Have you seen those little bow stem covers that are like little no. penises? Like dick and balls? Oh, they're great. I used, to, I used to work with somebody who had those on their Jeep. <laughs> of course they did. They weren't little, though. The ones he had were huge. <laughs> like, they were massive. I've never and seen Of course, that. they're like black ones, you know. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, little to Brian's knowledge, though, police had already gone and talked to his ex-wife before they questioned him. Um, and based upon her answers, Brian was lying to police about his alibi, and it wasn't even close to accurate. Nice. Like, Good job, buddy. <laughs> you, you fuck around with somebody else. Yeah. Divorce your wife <laughs> to marry your affair lady. And you think she's going to keep the lie for you? You are Did a dumbass. Oh, she must have figured it out. That he killed Mike. Well, not that he killed Mike, but definitely that he was probably fucking Mike's wife <laughs> before Mike disappeared. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, uh, so it was also discovered... Oh, wait, sorry. Brian's ex and her family claimed that Brian hadn't even shown up until 5 o'clock that day. So, not not what he said. Uh, it was also discovered that during the same week that Mike's memorial had been held, Brian had approached a lawyer and inquired about how someone could go missing, but then be declared dead without being found. Mm -hmm. It's oddly specific, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the attorney provided Brian with a list of things, and on that list was an item in the lake that could be identified as Mike's. So the jacket with the hunting license. Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after, a bunch of Mike's stuff, including the jacket with Mike's hunting license, showed up in the lake. Oh. So, like, when he asked the lawyer and got the list, mm -hmm. right after that, all of a sudden, this evidence in the area that had been previously searched thoroughly was now discovered. <laughs> and oddly enough, one of those items was found by the person who may have put it there. <laughs> he probably just took it out of his pocket and just went oh look hey look what i found that may or may not be mike's hat what's well, supposed to be his best friend isn't it uh-huh mm. yeah <laughs> so uh to do to do um so this in turn led the judge uh so yeah because those things had been found in the lake and the, especially the one with his ID in it, um, the judge then said, yes, I'm pretty sure he's dead and issued the death certificate, the pres presumptive death certificate. 
um, which then Denise was able to take to uh, Mike's insurance uh, company and cash out his life insurance policy. Could you imagine what? if they kept this up for five years in order to get that? So despite... No. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been messed up. So despite police suspicions, charges can't be filed because they can't prove Brian planted evidence in the lake. Mm -hmm. Police keep looking into the couple, hoping to find some hard evidence somewhere. So Brian soon moves in with Denise, and the two get married in 2005. Mike's missing person case then goes cold because there's absolutely no new leads found. Right. 16 years go by. Um, since the date of his disappearance and August 5th, 2016. So Denise gets into her SUV and begins to drive. Shortly after, as she is driving, she notices in her mirror someone climbing over her back seat. They get into the passenger seat and then jam a gun into her side, like into her ribs. Oh. Yeah, she looks over only to see her husband, Brian, and he's really angry. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. So Brian was known to be an alcoholic and had been drinking a lot recently. According to Denise, Brian had been verbally abusing her and she wanted to end their marriage and was trying to ghost him as much as she could. Like she wasn't replying to texts or phone calls, things like that. So unknown to her, these actions actually push Brian to the point of uncontrolled rage. Mm -hmm. And he directs Denise to drive to a remote location. Oh, my. Yes. So, thinking on her toes and afraid for her life, Denise drives into the parking lot of a local CVS pharmacy. She knew it was public and that most likely it would have cameras focused on the parking lot. She asked Brian, is this the day we both die? Brian told her that he couldn't live without her. And that he was lost without her. Uh, after an hour of talking, Denise was finally able to calm Brian down. And she was able to get him to let her go. On the condition that she didn't go to the police. What the fuck? Yeah. So Denise instead, as soon as she could, drove directly to the sheriff's department to report the incident. It's just like, fuck you, Brian. I feel like you open mouth and insert foot here, lady. <clears throat> you would think, right? But it's, it's not so much her. Well, it is by her actions that we find out the truth. Like she's the one that lit the fire. But it's not her fault. Like she's not the one that actually reveals everything. Oh, man. So... <laughs> It's great. It's great. It's twisted. Um, yes. Uh, so instead, she goes directly to the sheriff's department to report the incident. Brian was quickly arrested that same day, and he was charged with kidnapping, domestic assault, as well as armed burglary. Oh, wow. Yeah. So people were in shock as Brian had no police record whatsoever. To this point, he was clean, clean, clean. Like, there was... He'd never done anything illegal. You know, he was borderline a great guy he's a good guy yeah so police learned that brian had had lunch with a friend on the same day he kidnapped denise so 
before he kidnapped her. Okay. So naturally, police go and interview the friend. And the friend tells police why Brian had kidnapped Denise. Oh, good. He said that Brian was worried that Denise and him were... uh, Oh, that once Denise and him were divorced, so he knew their marriage was going to Schittsville, Mm -hmm. um, Denise then um, would tell the cops everything about the guy that died. And, like, that's in quotes. So this guy said this is what he said. Um, And when the friend asked who the guy was... um, or should I say when so when police asked his friend what um who Brian had said uh who the guy was or whatever, mm-hmm. um his the friend and this is in like recorded audio, he said, Oh, something Williams. Like he didn't couldn't remember the guy's first name, but he knew the last name. Okay. Which is Mike's last name. Mike. Mm-hmm. So Brian is then arrested and brought to court. Uh, he is facing multiple charges uh, at this trial, and he pled uh, no contest to the kidnapping Denise. Like he's like, yeah, um, I can't argue that. Apparently, he was seen crying multiple times in court, and he was very emotional. Um, when Denise testified against Brian in court, she was visibly scared and shaking stating she was afraid for her life if he was ever to be released. Like, she was worried he would retaliate for her speaking out. I mean, as, I mean, it's not right, but, like, as he should. I don't know how to, like, do you know what I'm I'm saying? Yeah. Karma. That's karma. Karma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, nothing in Denise's statement ever mentioned Mike's disappearance. So they were hoping that maybe something would come out. Right. Okay. She'd this stumble trial. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, nothing did. So Brian ends up taking a plea deal. Uh, and he ends up in exchange for his confession. Well, I haven't mentioned that we did that yet. But anyways, uh, he receives 20 years. Okay. Uh, this seems like a harsh sentence for a man that until this incident had no criminal record whatsoever. So what else did the judge know at this point? Because, I mean, at this point, they still don't know that he was involved or anything. Oh. They so wait, only... he just got 20 years for what? For the, the kidnapping. Um, the kidnapping. And... Okay. Yeah. Oh, so for Denise's kidnapping. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the next day, a press statement uh, was made. So the authorities, um, and I do believe it was a FBI agent, um, the FBI agent announced that after conducting a search of an undisclosed area, they were able to locate the remains of Mike Williams and that evidence shows that he was in fact murdered. So definitely. Wait, wait they found him? They found him. Where was and he? And it just seems so random, right? Because there's no lead up to this. It's just literally the next day after Brian is basically put in jail, they, they find, find the body. Brian, did you fuck her over? <laughs> did you make an anonymous phone call? No, wait. Where did they find him? Did you did you see where they found him? Oh, yep. Yeah. I'll explain it. Oh, okay. So, uh, but during the press conference, the FBI agent refused to answer any further questions. So, not revealing any information more than what he literally said. 
So this revelation uh, baffled all of Mike's friends and family. The news absolutely crushed his mother, Cheryl, as she had always held hope um, that she would see her son alive again. Um, unfortunately, that was not to be. Mike was very much dead. So now we know that all the items found at the lake were staged. The truck, the boat, his waiters, the coat. <laughs> it's like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> All placed uh, there to insinuate he had accidentally drowned. Mike's remains were located nowhere near the lake, uh, but in fact, at the end of a road near Car Lake, just north of Tallahassee, so an hour away from Lake Seminole, so an hour away wow. from where all his stuff was. In yeah, so in 2018, it is finally revealed who gave police the information about the location of Mike's remains. As part of his plea deal, uh, Brian told authorities about his involvement. Brian, you son of a beast. Are you shocked, though? I mean, he started singing like a little bitch earlier. <laughs> I know. Well, he was angry, but he was probably an angry drunk because his conscience was weighing on him for... Mm -hmm. Oh, you little fucker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So police made sure that Brian's confession was recorded for evidence, obviously. Oh. So on those tapes, Brian claimed that he and Denise started having an affair back in October of 1997. What? So like three years. Three How years. long did they plan on killing him for then in that? Oh my God. Um, he said that Denise had concerns that their affair would be discovered. Um, she didn't want to get divorced from Mike as she was worried about uh, losing her daughter and also about how that would look, being a divorced woman. Even though it's your best... Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but she's more ah! concerned about... Oh, my God, Lex. You fucking scared me. <laughs> Dog first. <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> oh, my God. I had a mini heart attack and almost pissed myself. <laughs> Are you going to bed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Night, Lex. <laughs> My God, I almost peed. <laughs> that was the, like, you jumped. <laughs> yep. She got you good. Yes, yeah, she did. Well, I thought I heard the door, but I, did, I just thought it was a noise and I didn't think anything of it. And then I looked over and she's got to open this far and she's staring through it. <laughs> like a creep. <laughs> Oh, kids are assholes sometimes, I tell you. <laughs> they indeed are. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. So, her main concerns about getting divorced was that it would look bad and that Mike might fight for custody. Uh, so, Brian claimed that it was Denise's idea to kill Mike. So, that way, she wouldn't have to get divorced. Like... You're, it's better looking at to be a widow. I get it. I get it. You get I the get sympathy it. card. I get it. Nobody nobody looks at... That's so stupid. You're so stupid. Why would you do that, Denise? Yeah. Good Lord. So a quote from Brian's confession tapes um, was him saying, what didn't... Oh my God, now she texted me. <laughs> what the hell? What did she say? 
I'm taking Kevin to bed with me. Okay, so you know, Lex, uh, Cassie must have kicked Kevin out. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, perfect. So a quote from Brian's confession tapes was him saying what Denise told him. It'd be good to be with you, but to have the money too would be even better, is what she said. So, she's a greedy bitch from the beginning. She's a gold digger. Yeah. So, the plan was for Brian and Mike to go duck hunting. And then when they were out in the boat and Mike had his waders on, Brian would push him overboard and the waders would fill with water and he would drown. Therefore, it would look like an accident and not like a murder. If Brian didn't go with him. Did he? Uh, I, yeah, he did. So. Oh, okay. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, but the plan doesn't go accordingly. Mike didn't sink when pushed overboard, um, <laughs> and in fact was able to get his waders off before they were ever hazardous. Thank you. I was like, why would he not use like, like your first instinct should be pull your suspenders down, like get out of the hip waders, like yeah. don't stay in them. <laughs> Brian then panicked. Oh, of course. And instead ended up shooting Mike. Oh. <gasps> yeah, so he shot him dead. Uh he then loaded up Mike's body and drove it to the location north of Tallahassee. It was an area familiar to Brian, so Brian was quite well like he knew the area quite well. Yeah. Uh he then buried Mike's body in a two foot deep hole in a swampy area. Wow. And nobody found it. Mm -mm. For for how many years? 16 years? 17 years almost? Um, yeah, so five months after Mark's body is discovered, police arrest Denise and charge her with first-degree murder. So Denise's attorney claimed that Denise was completely innocent um, and that she had nothing to do with Mike's murder, that Brian did it all on his own. Uh, but Denise ended up being convicted of first-degree murder as well as conspiracy to commit murder. Uh, she was sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole. Good. Uh, and then Brian was sentenced to the 20 years in prison, which uh, with expected release of 2036. So another like 12 years. Oh. Uh, and Brian was granted immunity in the murder of Mike in exchange for his confessions about everything else. He was just giving her payback and putting him in prison. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Wow. That is. So wait, so she got charged with first degree because she planned, but she didn't actually kill him. No, she didn't. But if you're, it was her idea and her plan, she just used Brian to commit the act. So in, in things like situations like that, you can also be charged with murder even though you didn't Not physically do the killing accessory or accessory be different accessory be like if mike told his other friend that he did kill this guy but he didn't oh, say and... that right and then that guy was like oh eh, okay and then just didn't say anything then he could be charged with excess that guy could be charged with accessory oh wow okay so even if you don't is that in the states though or is that it's everywhere it's... It's in the states more so. I think Canada has similar things, but I think our rules are different how it plays out. 
Like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, she put... Oh, that's super interesting. Because I'm like, she planned it. Yeah, but she didn't do the physical act of it. No, but you can you can still be charged for it. Like, there's... I know there's certain states uh, in, in the states that you could be the... Like, there there was one, actually, not that long ago. It was about two um, street racer guys. And there was a, a little child that was killed or what no it was a woman that was oh a woman and her daughter that was killed because she was crossing the street and the one guy struck her oh he was obviously charged with murder or whatever and so was the other guy he was racing in a a totally different vehicle not actually involved in that specific contact but because he was also racing this guy right they also charged him as well wow but he would like, have been now murder being like less. man manslaughter. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly what charge was. Because but... it would be like, was this first, second, and third? Or is it first, second, manslaughter? Or I don't even know. Sorry, my thing's I... being weird. No, I want to know. Because manslaughter is like, like you didn't mean to do it you didn't like premeditate it you didn't pre-plan it or anything it just was like it was like an, an accident like essentially drunk, like drunk driving killing person mm. which is none of those things it would be the same charge i think i think it depends on where you are in canada i think you get manslaughter if you're drinking and driving but i think in the states in some places you can actually get first degree murder mm. well i guess if you get in your car after you drink you're making and a conscious you're... decision to risk other people's lives. True enough. And you're using a giant weapon to do it. True. Yeah. That, that... Oh, that's why I wasn't making contact. It wasn't screwed on all the way. That's what she said. <laughs> it still doesn't like me. What the fuck? <laughs> it is too cold to smoke outside. Come on, work for me. Ah, there we go. Got it. Let's see. Manslaughter is a homicide without intent to kill. That's under Canada's criminal code, though. Oh. Okay. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, anything else happened? That was it? No, Did we that, finish? that is it. That is all I got. That was all 17 pages? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh. We didn't side quest too much after you got rolling. <laughs> Did yeah, we? once we got really into it, we only side quested like two little short ones. Because <laughs> Lex scared the shit out of you for one of them. Yes. <laughs> little turd (laughs) difference between first second and third degree murder this one is basic as the florida law oh yeah and you can actually watch parts of the trial oh okay yeah i just googled up um because a lot of times if i want to see a lot of like that in court like footage and stuff mm-hmm. if they have it i'll look at um court tv.com it's a good oh, yeah. it's got and it, i like how they break it down like they do it in timeline so it's easier to follow and they have links in the article to the actual videos and stuff oh okay so that's kind of handy but yeah there's a bunch on there yeah so she essentially she received 30 years uh in prison for First degree murder. Good. Yeah. Should be longer. And she got off for 17 years. Essentially, yeah. She got to 
that got yeah. away with it for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And she probably thought she'd gotten away with it. But, you know, that's that's where you make a mistake of getting into a relationship with your husband's best friend and and using said man to murder your husband and then and deciding that because you got the money and you don't want to be with said man after 17 years, actually even longer because they were together since 2006. No, what, when, 1997? What was it? 1997 is when they first started having their affair. Yeah, like, like you just so many red flags <laughs> so much stupidity yeah well it's just like again i can't remember which case it was we covered but i was like dude if you're gonna commit murder don't be a dumbass like, yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> like one day you know okay so there's like there's someone who's cheating with you and your husband and you're on like cheating on your husband so that person there already has like probably not a good track record yeah pretty good chance they're gonna do something else that's shady well, <laughs> in see, the future my suspicion would be and this is just because like i have those little voices that are like hey wait a minute you know and uh-huh. it'd be like if she's willing to off her husband so that she can have me and money what happens if she meets a new guy yeah like do i just not put an insurance policy on me ever to she make sure i off live? me yeah yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah i guess when you think with your wrong the head in your pants and you forget to think about those things yeah and it's like i don't get it i don't get why some of these women they they're having affairs on these men like from what i can find and everything i've read about mike he was a really amazing person like mm-hmm. he didn't really have any major fall uh flaws i was trying to say faults and flaws at the same time that wasn't working um why would you do that for the dude this kind of skeezy obviously not very smart and yeah. um what's the other word i'm wanting to say um shit where was i going with that oh and not as an amazing person yeah well but again that's written by someone else's perspective and maybe there was something that like because you know behind closed doors right like maybe he just had a really big dick who knows i mean there's got to be a reason good and bad i don't know you know how there's some of those situations you see two people together and you just don't understand why they're together and then you're like obviously it's because you know sex is good right or that's usually the first little thing that you'll say just as like a joke but (laughs) it must be they must have money (laughs) yeah either he's loaded or she's loaded or the sex is amazing because we don't get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah crazy who makes those yeah okay no every, people make those choices every day yeah Just, they do yeah be smarter uh, about it that's all yeah <laughs> i mean if you're gonna commit murder maybe think ahead a little bit 
Not condoning murder, by the way. Also, just saying, don't fucking murder. <laughs> yeah, just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm going to have to rearrange part of my office. Jesus fell in between the wall oh. and the grow tent. <laughs> There's nothing in the tent. He's right like, I can see what's going on in there. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely nothing. And I'm I I think I'm gonna set it up so that I can put my I have my uh is it Carolina Reaper uh pepper plant that never produced anything this past summer. So I dug it Ooh. up and I put it in a pot and it makes a beautiful window plant in my living cool. room right now. Nice. But it's actually starting to get flowers and stuff. So I'm like, oh maybe I should give you like actual like proper care do you have so. like different colored lights too like pink and blue and like the different color grow lights yeah there's different different colors apparently something i learned they cause different growing in different plants too yes and like also Christmas cactus had pink lights over it at the grosh at the show that i was at yeah and the flowers like over the weekend the flowers yeah. emerged like big and beautiful from being under the pink light so mm-hmm yeah so i should hmm. do that maybe this weekend is too cold to do anything else right turn on some heat <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> yeah go no. and then yeah what else is new and weird not a lot everything all the time yeah my my oldest asked me about gypsy rose today oh was, yeah She's like, is she out of prison now? And I was like, actually, just freshly out of prison. Yep. Not that long ago. <laughs> and how do you know who she is? <laughs> I, I think she heard about her through like, probably like Snapchat or some shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever probably. the kids are into nowadays. But uh, yeah, no, she's asked me about that. So I gave her a couple podcasts that she could probably go listen to about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah i follow her on tiktok now too by the way gypsy rose yeah she has a tiktok account like a legit verified tiktok account for her yeah Yeah. and she's got a book too i think out now yeah and i think her and her husband may be expecting so that's cool there she yep have we covered her no i haven't i mean i kind of want to there's a lot to unpack there though it would definitely be more than one episode a multi yes Mm -hmm. i mean the only way it could be cooler is if to do the episode we actually interviewed her i don't know if we can make that a thing but maybe we could make that a thing i'm not sure make some tiktoks tag her in it and just contact her. I'm sure she's got some sort of contact info. More likely, yes. Yeah. So. Huh. Not nice. that you'd ever listen to this podcast, but hey, Gypsy Rose. Come chat with us because we're cut, we're interested. I want to know your story. Yep. From, from you. From, from, <laughs> yeah, from her side of things. From you, yeah. I mean, it was her experience. Mm-hmm. So. But. One of the best ep- uh, podcasts I've heard about it was uh, Dr. Phil actually did, I think it was a five parts uh, season about her. Five, ep- five, five episodes. Oh, so yeah, we would be. But, <laughs> and he actually interviewed her while she was in prison. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. And it's his uh, analysis and murder with Dr. Mm-hmm. Phil. And I think it might actually be the first season. He also covers the Chris Watts case as well. And his, he actually interviews Chris Watts while he's in prison. And that one's, that one's a bit harder one to listen to actually. Oh. Yeah. So look into that one too. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause he, it, it's really good. All the ones he covered are really good. I think he's got like five or six seasons. Okay. I wish he would do more. So shout out to Dr. Phil. Please do more episodes about your murder stuff. I find it very interesting to hear the psychological side mm. of all of it. Like, cause he really, well, that's his profession. That's what he specialized in. Right. But he has a really interesting take on it and how he presents it. So it's one I highly recommend. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the referrals. You're welcome. Referral references, references, referral is. <laughs> and for some reason, my brain just went to sushis and sushinis because I've been watching too much Letter Kenny lately. Lately. Oh, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that show, and I'm sad that they're not gonna make it anymore. I also enjoy that show immensely. Yeah. Oh, it. I love it. Just the way I just and you know it's finally because I've I've watched most of the seasons before so I started back at the beginning and I'm rewatching everything and I I never realized because I always knew that um, Squirrely Dan he talked a certain way right yeah but I didn't realize why it kind of sounded catchy and interesting it's because he adds s to everything everything is pluralized that can possibly be pluralized that's right yeah that's, that's why right. it's sushis and sashimis that's right oh yeah and he's like you know over in the barnes's and things like that like he always has the extra s he does it's canadian thing i figured that i figured that out last night (laughs) that's funny i like the cafe owner oh uh so gail (laughs) she's fucking disturbing dude Have, have you seen the new um kids ruin everything have you watched that yet no um, she's in it and she's um a company like like manager like office manager kind of thing or runs the anyway and she she's not as vulgar as <laughs> she is in letter kenny well, that'd be a weird <laughs> but um, is you the energy is still there you like that like oh yeah. oh you know <laughs> where do you watch that one uh netflix netflix okay yeah well, yeah. well as soon as i'm done letter kenny i might jump on that one so it's a good show i also got recommended to watch any of the american horror stories seasons yeah but i haven't brought myself to do that yet because i do my puzzles down in a basement mm-hmm. i wouldn't watch those in the basement either <laughs> no i managed to do criminal minds and x-files all of the x-files even the ones that freaked me out when i was younger Ooh, yeah well that's good I could watch the X-Files when I was younger, so I might be okay now. Yeah. There's only a few that really kind of freaked me out. The American Horror Stories. They're... They can be intense. (laughs) I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, they can be intense, but they're super good. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But that's it. That's all I got. 
Well, thank you. Thank you, Linnea. Yes. For gracing us with your stories. Well, <laughs> your perspective of the stories. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> They're not your stories. You don't no. want to be part of any of them stories from no, either I, side. <laughs> I don't want to be telling these as if they're my own personal tales because I don't need that much drama in my life. Linnea's tales from the crypt. <laughs> I have enough of that as it is. I have a teenage daughter, so. <laughs> There's enough of that. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. Hmm. Well, thanks. And again, yeah, fun. Yay. So stay. Lifted. <laughs> Oh, I found the button. That's what she said. Wait. Now, if I could hit the button. That's what he said. It's moving. Oh, it's me. 